Hello, welcome back to the Desert Wealth Management YouTube channel, as well as the Financial Wealth and Health podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, an LPL financial advisor, and I'm so excited today to talk about four ways to stay calm in uncertain times. Now, if you're listening here on the podcast episode, I encourage you to check out the YouTube video as we're sharing a lot of helpful visuals that I think will really add to the content for today's podcast episode and YouTube video. But if you're here on YouTube, if you notice me looking down at my notes, that's why, because I'm also creating a podcast episode all at the same time. So whether you like your content more visual or audio, we have a little bit of both here. But thank you so much for coming back to today's podcast episode and YouTube video. I think it'll be a very helpful topic as it definitely suits the situation in today's market. The market is uncertain, it's volatile, and a lot of us are worried. And a lot of advisors are telling a lot of their clients to sit on the roller coaster, don't get off before it ends, stick to your investments for the long haul, don't make any emotional decisions. And while that's super great to say out loud, it's really hard to live out. So if you're wanting to stick to your investments for the long term, right out the wave, but you're not really sure how to stay calm doing so, this video and podcast episode is for you. So number one, what's the first thing you could do to stay calm in uncertainty? I would say the first thing is to look back at history. I'm going to be sharing some graphs from LPL Financial Research Department. They have an amazing department that does so much great research for the advisors and their clients. So the first graph we're going to be looking at is from the LPL Weekly Market Commentary, which is a weekly article posted by LPL Financial, and it looks at the 12 months after a large market drop. So if we look at the first one, Black Monday, that started August of 87 and went to December of 87. During that time period, the market, the S&P 500, was down 33.5%. But 12 months after that downward period, the market was up 21.4%. That's crazy. If we look at the financial crisis that started October of 07 and ended March of 09, during that time period, the market was down 56.8%. But 12 months later, the market was up 68.6%. And then if we go back to very recent history, uh, the COVID sell-off starting February of 2020, ending March 2020, the market was down 33.7%, but 12 months later, up 77.6%. The reason I should bring this up is that when we're in a market downturn and when we are literally in the wave, it could be so hard to see ourselves out of it. And during all these market downturns, people probably thought that they would never get out of the wave and that this time is different. And of course, while we can't base all the future predictions off of past results, it's important to look at history and realize that a year from now, everything could be different, different and we can't lose heart. Another graph I want to look at is that volatility is normal. This chart shows that on average, the S&P 500 has a pullback of 14.2%. And you could see in this graph, all of the blue markers are the overall S&P 500 return of the given year. And then the orange diamonds are the max pullback. And so we could see in several of these years, there was a pretty significant pullback, but the market ended up positive for the year. And so that just goes to show that even even if we're in a pullback right now, that doesn't mean that the year is always going to end negatively. The next slide we're going to be looking at is that pullbacks are normal. Now, there's usually about three pullbacks each year of about 5%. And so it's normal to have the volatility up and down. 
A lot of people think that volatility is a negative word and that volatility only applies when the market is down. But volatility is actually the concept of the market going up and down and up and down. So you could have positive volatility as well. So on average, these pullbacks are very normal. And corrections are also normal as well. Usually have one correction per year and each of those corrections are about 10%. And so it's important to note that. So the reason I like to take a look at history is to realize that we've gone through a lot in the past and we've made it out the other end. And I think we will also do so as well looking at this uncertain time. All right, number two, what can you do to stay calm in uncertain times? Well, focus on what you can control. There's a lot of things in life that we can't control, whether it's a natural disaster or disease spreading, or maybe it's the political uncertainty that's happening in other countries, or even in our own country, what's going on. There's so many different aspects of life that we worry about that we cannot control. But what can we control? How much we save and how much we spend. Of course, those are very boring answers and who wants to focus on all that stuff? But it's important to focus on what we can control as that could help us have the big picture mentality throughout everything going on in the world. And one way I like to help my clients focus on what they can control is looking at a couple different visuals. So one that I like to look at is a cash flow analysis calculator that I created in Excel. It specifically is geared toward retirement, but it could also be geared toward other financial goals as well. In this specific retirement calculator, I analyze how old the client is, when they want to retire, how much they have currently saved for retirement, how much they're saving each and every month. We take a look at so many different factors and it estimates for the client how much inflow they will have each month in retirement. The beauty of this is that if, if a client is worried about what's going on in the market, maybe their performance of their investments are not what they want it to be, we could go back to how much they're saving and spending and take a look at see what, what they can control to stick to their overall goal. Another type of visual I like to share with clients is our financial planning software that we're using at the moment, which is called Right Capital. And one of my favorite parts about Right Capital is it gives an overall percentage of success based off so many inputs. And so the screen I'm sharing right here, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, is a fictional client called Sophie Wright. Now, Sophie Wright is a young girl in her 20s. She's paying off her college debt. She is at her first job in her career. She's saving money in her retirement accounts. And even even though the market is going crazy, her percentage of, su of success looks pretty good. Another reason though that I like to look at the percentage of success model is let's say a client's percentage of success isn't where they want it to be. We could then look at that and then make action steps, plug in those action steps in the system and see what their percentage of success can look like if they make the designated changes. We're not looking just at performance, we're looking at how much the client is saving and spending what they can control. And that leads us to the third point of what you could focus on when the market is uncertain, and that's focusing on your goals first and then looking at performance. When I talk about having a financial plan, I say that the financial plan is the car and what fuels the car, the gasoline in the car, what fuels the plan is the investments. But having investments without the goals in mind can make things not as cohesive and so that's why I like to focus on the financial plan and the goals and then look at the performance and this gives the big picture idea for the client the big picture lens instead of just looking at what's happening a month from now or a year from now or happening over the next two or three years if the client's goal is long-term we get to take a look at their long-term goal in life rather than just looking at one specific section and so that's why I think it's one of the most important ways that you could stay calm during an uncertain time is looking at your goals first. 
And one thing I like to look at with the client is calculating their personal income statement, looking at how much they're bringing in versus how much they're spending. And that could give them their own rate of return based off their current financial life, exclusive of investments. Very similar to the, a profit of a business. Profit is the difference between the amount you have earned and the amount you have spent. And so whether you want to think of looking at your life's income statement or profit and loss statement, it's very similar to that. I'm going to be having a screen here up on the YouTube video looking at two scenarios of a woman named Susie, and we're going to be using this scenario to kind of explain this point further. So let's say that Susie brings in $70,000 of take-home pay, and she starts the year off by having $10,000 saved in her savings account. She makes $70,000. Let's say in scenario one, she spends $75,000. So she spends more than she makes, and so she has to dip into her savings account by $5,000 to pay off her credit card. This is all hypothetical, but let's she, say she does that. At the end of the year, her new savings account balance is $5,000. At the beginning, it was $10,000. Now it's $5,000. So her rate of return on her financial life exclusive of investments when we're just looking at income versus outflow is negative 50%. Negative 50% return. Just by looking at saving versus spending, it's crazy how that can make such a big impact exclusive of investments. But now let's look at scenario two. Let's say Susie still makes $70,000 a year. She starts the year off with $10,000 in her savings account. Let's say she spends $55,000 and she saves the remaining $15,000. At the end of the year, her savings account has $25,000 in it. And looking at the numbers, that means her rate of return of her financial life is 150%. So you could see the impact that saving and spending and sticking to a financial goal and financial plan can make a huge impact in your life. And we're not even looking at the investments. And so it's for this reason, I think it's very important right now in everything going on in the world to focus a lot on what your budget looks like and what your saving system looks like. There's this great quote by a man named Peter Bernstein, and he said, the constant lesson of history is the dominant role played by surprise. Just when we are most comfortable with an environment and come to believe we finally understand it, the ground shifts under our feet. And that really is what happens a lot when it comes to looking at what's going on in the market and uncertain times. But we can continually learn about and the systems we can continually improve is our saving and spending financial system. So number four, the fourth way you could stay calm in uncertain climates is to update yourself on the markets once a week. This is something we're telling a lot of our clients. Instead of analyzing the market every single day and having 20 reactions to the market every month because there's the market's closed on the weekends, five days a week, there's four weeks in a month. So 20 reactions a month, that's a lot to handle. Instead of doing that and stressing yourself out about a lot of things we can't control, we challenge our clients to take a look at the market overview once a week on Fridays. LPL shares an amazing market update every Friday. I will link the past couple in the description box and the show notes below. But it's a great way to stay optimistic, have a brief overview without getting caught in the weeds, and it helps you only react four times a month versus 20 times a month, which can greatly reduce your stress levels. Another thing you could do is take a look at other economic indicators and reports that isn't just what's happening in the market. It's a lot less jarring than just seeing the red and the green numbers go up and down. 
Some different reports you can look at is jobs reports, inflation reports, and different consumer reports. Those are actually pretty fascinating, and I think it's a little less stressful looking at that than all the crazy stock market numbers up and down, up and down. So I hope that this podcast episode and YouTube video was helpful. I hope it was educational and entertaining. If you want to hear more from me, please sign up for our email update list where we share our newsletters and any updates and other content we create. I hope you have an amazing day and let's stay financially wealthy and healthy together. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.